As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Sip Spoil for Roma, Alfonso Cuarón's movie. Yo, um, the main thing I'm going to want to spoil on this are just some of the shots and the symbolism and yeah, those kind of things. I mean, I guess, I guess story wise as well, we can spoil some stuff. But we are going to be jumping all over the place, so if you haven't seen it, you might get a little bit confused. Yeah, uh, or you know, have the movie spoiled for you. Yeah, um, let's let's start at the end. The two, okay. the well, and by the end I mean the back to back centerpieces of this movie of losing the baby, yeah, and saving the children, yeah. And this movie is so full of the symbolism of death and life happening at the same time, yeah. Uh, there's this beautiful, the, I, I call it the crab scene because there's this beautiful crab fam- framing the picture, and the family is sitting eating ice cream, and there's a wedding going on beside them. They're eating ice cream, thinking about the fact that their father has left them. And that her marriage is over, and here's this wedding happening, you know, on the left side of the frame, you know, right in the same frame, life and death, you know, yeah, um, and that's throughout this this movie. Uh, but those two scenes are are interesting mirrors of each other as well, where yeah. you know the inability to the the powerlessness to save this life, uh, the devastation of it, and then the ability to save these lives Mm -hmm. culminating in uh this first of all spectacular one shot of her going into the water it was so good coming out of the water with the kids them huddling up the sunset right behind them all of them together on the beach as a family her saying i didn't want her yeah uh and i just incredible stuff yeah that was the place where i found a seam a possible seam there is one moment where she's making her way she's turned to make her way back in where a wave comes by and covers the entire screen Mm. one moment that i'm like i bet that's a i bet that's a seam i bet that's a cut yeah um but i mean only because i was watching for it you know what i mean like you do that in these type of movies yeah yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Um so the delivery scene. Yes. Um, every single person in that room besides her is an actual nurse or a doctor. And you can tell. Yeah. By the language they're using, the way that they're talking, yeah. Their proficiency with what they're doing. Yeah. Um I I mean, I it's it's terrifying. And it was horrifying. only one take. One take and they did it. There they was, did all that in one take. Yeah, and it was they didn't reshoot it more than one time. It was all once. Well, I imagine if he got what he needed, he wasn't going to put him 
through that again, put her through that again, trying yeah. to live that and experience that. And I got to tell you that that prop baby looked real and yeah. that was so hard and devastating. And you knew like when I saw this and there were about a hundred of us packed into a theater in New York yeah. and the air just left the room when that baby was born, stillborn. Everybody knew. I mean, yeah. everybody knew. It, it's just, it was like, it, I, it's hard to explain that yeah. experience of feeling that, that uh that emotion and that depth uh in that moment but um but the whole movie is leading up to that symbolically yeah the idea of who she's taking care of and life and death and and all that kind of stuff i'm just going to mention some um yeah. I'll, I'll try to remember them from the top i know i'll forget a couple of them but i'll try to remember as many as i can from watching it last night um uh, as soon as she tells the mom she's pregnant the kid comes over and they say, what is it? And he says, a tummy ache. Yeah. And he says, I pray that this goes away. Yeah. Symbolic, you know, baby's going to die, right? When she tells... That didn't even dawn on me. I'm telling you, it's through the whole thing. Yeah. When she talks to the guy at the theater and says, you know, what, um, that she's pregnant. Yeah. And he leaves. Yeah. She goes out and sits on the step and there's a little marionette oh yeah and then he says oh he, skeleton's dead yeah he shoots it and says and he it doesn't say he says because it's tiny yeah he says like um baby bones yeah baby bones is dead yeah that you know is in there um the idea that the very first the very first conversation the family is having around the table the son is telling a story of a kid who shot by the military yeah you know like it's just throughout here uh the earthquake in the delivery room in the shot of the baby in the incubator with concrete rubble. on it, you yeah. know, rubble on it. The moment they're toasting to have, you know, to the new year and to her baby, she gets bumped and she just looks at broken, yeah, broken glass and water. And it's just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm forgetting probably two or three other examples of how he is layered subtly throughout this movie. The idea of birth and life, the, the man being shot out of a cannon is a type of birth. Yeah. You know, in the background, um the idea of a car not being able to, you know, fit into a a garage, yeah. you know, is is the idea of birth and That dog just... pooped way too much. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, man. That dog I mean, pooped we don't know way how much how much, much time had passed, but way too much. But there... that is another part of the sim symbolism is the idea of in the same frame as, you know, family and love is dog crap. Yeah. In the same frame of them walking downstairs to, you know, celebrate a New Year's is a couple of geese having sex. You yeah. know, like, it's just, like, in that stuff's in... Now, I'm not saying he intentionally wanted those geese to mate yeah. right then, but I guarantee you he's like, oh, we're leaving that in. Like, yeah. that is that is exactly what we're doing here, showing life and death and all this at the same time. The, the, sim the mirrored symbolism of... Um, the rich and the poor where the same new year celebration, you've got the, the rich kid walking across the swamp in this full, uh, astronaut gear. Yeah, you remember the this? hazmat suit later when she goes in is looking for her guy. There's a poor kid that's running through a pond that just has a bucket over his head, like an astronaut. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that, where it's, you know, symbolically two different things are going on. There's the moment I'm going to let, I'm sorry. I have all this stuff that just wants to come out as I think about it. <laughs> you do. You. No, 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 man. So there's this moment where she hold the wife holds the husband from behind the last time he leaves yeah. and doesn't want him to go. And in the, the background of the frame, uh, the nanny Cleo is holding the boy 
um, and, and is comforting him as he's watching this. And it's like these two mirrored different examples of what it means to hold someone, yeah. holding someone desperately because you don't want to, you know what's happening, you don't want to let them go and holding someone to actually comfort them. You yeah. know, so it's just the movie is full of all that stuff. I'm go ahead. To, I've seen you try to say things like a couple no, times. I'm I trying feel- to figure out the, the uh, if there's anything to it with a young boy keep continuously saying when I was older and telling stories sure. of previous lives. Sure. I don't know. I, that That is not a part of it that's like stuck with me in any certain way. Yeah. But in one of the beautiful things about a movie like this, and I guess I could have said this during the review proper, it is it is so full of beauty and objects and things that it is easily interpretable, right? Yeah. There can be things that I've said that weren't even intended, but just because the movie is so curious about its environment and so detailed about its world, it allows you to put your own perspective on it in those way. That's what great art does. Great art is to be able to stand for you and me to be able to stand in front of a painting and see symbolically different things or different parts of the painting that mean different things. Um, And that's not to say that it's always unintentional. In fact, I think most of the things we're talking about are intentional. Yeah. Um, But it's just that's the beauty of art is that maybe he didn't mean to do that. Yeah. But that's our brain doing it. The scene that keeps coming back to me is right before the delivery. They're buying the crib and, you know, the riot breaks out and everything. Yeah. Life and and death in the same place. Yeah. But it's her baby's dad that's holding the gun on Mm -hmm. her, you know. Yeah. Just that broke my heart, you know. Because it just looked like he didn't even remember them or anything like that. It just—he's just—he's—he's he's just. Well, I, I'll be honest. It broke my heart more when he yelled at her. Oh yeah, that it couldn't be his baby and she's a liar. And yeah. Oh, two seconds. I gotta try something. Uh huh. What are we doing here? Oh. <laughs> uh! <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. He just held the pose. I held the pose that she did. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like yeah. nobody else could do it. So maybe there's. Oh, and whenever he did this, the the Doctor mm-hmm. Zatara or whatever his name yeah. was, whenever he did it, the uh, the plane behind mm-hmm. him was perfectly, you know, in that little. I wonder how many of those planes were inserted afterwards. Huh, were digital know. effects? Yeah. Certainly, the one at the beginning was. You don't think they timed that perfectly with the water and the reflection and. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't either. But that's another thing. You know, this movie starts with waves. You know, yeah, water and waving with, waves. with you know the cleaning of things, and then it ends with the waves on the beach. Yeah. Doesn't technically well, end yeah, with it, those. They get back to the house and they sure. they talk about some stuff, and she goes about her life. But yeah. um, it it actually ends with a plane, yeah, going overhead after she walks up uh, after talking about the kids. Oh, oh, the moment where they're on the the roof and they're playing. You know, uh, dead. Yeah, I'm, you're. De- I'm dead. She's like, oh, I like being dead. You yeah. Know? Um. It's just uh, this movie, man. I mean, I, I've never, it's blown me, it blows me away because it's almost like when I go see an action movie and there's all these action set pieces that I can't quit talking about because they're so amazing and they're incredible and I remember them vividly. Yeah. This is that, but with just human life. Yeah. Like I, I, I watched this movie and I just kept reflecting on these, these scenes and these beautiful images and these meaningful symbolism and metaphors. And I just, you know. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So it's your number one for the year. What's that? It's your number one for the year. I'm not giving that away quite okay. yet. It's in my top ten for it's sure. Definitely in my top ten. Both the movies we talked about this week are in my top ten for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um so and that's obvious by the way I talk about it that it will be up there. But Oh man. 
You love I, this movie. I will tell you this. My I love seeing you so passionate and excited about this. <laughs> I really do. It's it makes my day. It really does. Oh, it's so. I just like when I was watching it last night. I would just look at the the framing on. There's this. Uh, this is nothing. This this doesn't. I don't know any extra meaning in this. I don't know what it. But she walks into their house to get something. And the camera just stays, and there's a bike in the lower right-hand corner. There's a couple bird cages, uh, and then there's there's something in the foreground on this side. And I'm just looking at this, just this still frame, just going, "This is just hang this on my wall," you yeah. know. And the movie is just full of that stuff that's, you know, worth putting in a frame. Um, <laughs> I keep thinking about just the random weird scenes, like. Uh, the where the wild things are costume and you just start singing where there's a fire and that tree falls like right next to him and stuff again it's again in the same frame death and life a brand new year being sung about and celebrated at the same time that a tree is burning down and falling to the ground yeah um you know this this person who is whatever the character of the new year is you know going around scaring the children yeah and he's like i don't care because they do count down the new year right before that did you catch that that was right when the new year was happening oh that you, the you fire hear, was burning mm-hmm. yeah you so can see the embers and you can hear him counting down six five four three yeah. two one and then singing and just the idea that while all this was going on and they're trying to save you know this the, forest he's, he's gonna sing. make sure and do his job and celebrate the new year coming in yep. you know you're right. The movie's just full of stuff like that. Um, the the uh, the movie scene where there's celebration of the end of this movie at the same time that she's lamenting, you know, him being gone. Um, man, this movie is just it's textured, yeah, so well throughout. Um, and again, like I said, I haven't even mentioned them all. There's yeah. more that you'll pick up on. Really weird, awkward kung fu scene <laughs> you mean awkward because he's naked yeah yeah i i found I, i'm gonna be honest i found it beautiful like <laughs> i in I, I don't mean that in any kind of sexual way no, obviously no. at all i just like the idea of his character was naked in this movie and what i mean by that is it was he was nakedly mean he was naked like there wasn't a lot of um shame yeah in that character at all and the movie shows how that is both um, you know, something you, you would say admirable, you know, she was admiring it at the same time as you can kind of tell she was stifling a laugh about it yeah. you know, kind of thing. And it's at the same time horrible to be without shame sometimes yeah. and to, to be that mean to somebody and uh, in that kind of way. So um, I think everything in this movie has a meaning. Also, he was pretty good. Like yeah. those were some decent, you know, boat tricks he was pulling off there. Um, I'll just be afraid, afraid of messing around. us, messing up, and you know, hitting something accidentally. Yeah. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You don't. You don't want staff to staff contact. No. Nope. Uh, staff to staff is the not worst. A, not a good idea. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. There's a there's a lot of the dogs barking throughout this entire movie. The dogs on the wall. The dogs mounted on that, the wall. That kind of messed me. What messed well, with me a little bit because one of them looked like my dog that passed away, and I'm like, well, Ugh. there were several different breeds. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I can imagine most people who saw that had a breed of dog up there that they had had at one point or another. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just ah, uh, I'm just blown away. Walking around the house and turning off all the, the lights. lights and coming, you know, doing full circle because uh, someone's messing with her. Um. 
you know, the, the idea that she was, uh, the son was listening in on the conversation about the father and, you know, she comes out and slaps him and, yeah. and, then, and then blames, yeah. you know, Cleo for letting him do it. The idea that he took all the bookcases, but none of the books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that one out still. <laughs> I, I'm just, it's just, you can tell it's the authenticity comes from those details, right? Like yeah. that's how you, that's how you feel the authenticity is and all those so kind of things. If, okay. So if this was his nanny, Alfonso's like it's based around his nanny. Yeah. Is he supposed to be one of the children? Like yes. uh, which one? He's the young boy. The so one that's the always two... older? Like when I was older? When I was older boy. Okay. Yeah, I think so. There's two brothers that I have a book that actually has actual pictures of these people and it's incredible how much they look alike. Really? Um, but the there's the sister, yeah, and then there's two brothers that are about the same age that are always fighting. Yeah. And as somebody who has four boys that are about the same age, this is true. Yeah. Uh and then you've got the younger yeah, the boy who is well you know, more sheltered and I don't know if you knew this. Alfonso Cuarón, whenever he was younger, they he, they ask him, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And he said two things: uh, "I want to either be a filmmaker or an astronaut." Mm. So that's why he made Gravity, and that's why in this movie, do you remember that scene where they're in the movies, and it's actually it looks like it's an old movie version of gravity did you catch that yes i meant to mention well it's a kind of spoiler so i guess i'm glad i didn't but it's george clooney yeah that is george clooney's face yeah and it is one thing that kind of took me out of them it's the only thing the only frame of this movie that takes me somewhere else and distracts me from what's going on here is the fact that that actually was george clooney in a movie that was kind of like gravity yeah called marooned it was a li- it was a little it felt a little too meta for this movie. Yeah. It would be the only very slight negative I would have for this movie <laughs> is that um yeah, it's yeah, I I do remember that. I, yeah. And it's funny. It's yeah. funny. It just felt a little out of place to me. Yeah. Because everything else felt so authentic uh in such an interesting way. Um but yeah, man. I I could I could keep talking. I could keep remembering things in this movie and keep the calisthenics that they do after their day of oh, work. Oh, uno, dos, tres. So, you yeah. know, have had that extra tamale yeah. or whatever, and they're talking. Um, yeah, it's just, this movie is just so full of all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I I just, I loved it. So it's fun to finally be able to verbalize that. You've been holding this in for so long, and I can tell. Oh, man. Have you already done your uh, five things you should know on it? No, I haven't. I haven't done one of those in a long time, just because, um, just with trying to get stuff ready for the new year and stuff. But yeah, yeah. no, this has been the only place I've really been able to to publicly chat about it. So Nice. Does it feel good? It does. It's nice. It it feels... You look younger, Aaron. Feels good. It feels like a freshly clean garage yeah you know <laughs> no more dog poop on the floor yeah man that dog what does that diet <laughs> consist of well, that's what i tweeted yesterday was roma is a story about a mexican dog named boris yeah. whose incontinence forever changed a family around him yep <laughs> well there you go there's some sif spoil uh that's for more than some sif spoil Roy- yeah we <laughs> that one went on just as long as the normal podcast it, it possibly did yeah. i i apologize no I hope, honestly I hope some of it was interesting i hope that i can't quit talking about this movie i hope vicariously through what i was able to see you were able to feel just how excited and happy aaron was <laughs> talking about it it felt so good just watching you just go and just gleefully talk about this movie yeah yeah, yeah. 
When I love a movie, I love a movie. What yep. can I say? Uh, we'll be back with some spoilage of uh, maybe all three movies that we might talk about next week. Who knows? Yep. We, could, we, we may just live here next Saturday. Yeah. It may just take that long. But until then, uh, thanks for hanging out. Bye. See ya. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.